0: Welcome to Falcons Drip, your go-to source for Falcons news and draft coverage. I'm Thon Ray, founder and voice of Falcons Drip. And we're back once again. I'm joined by my co-host Jeff and Ferg. We're going to talk about the Buccaneers and the Falcons playing on Sunday night. And I said Sunday night, but I really meant Sunday at 4. 05.
1: (laughs) Depending on your time zone.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a great point. Eastern time zone, of course. So, for those of you guys who were able to watch the Buccaneers Cowboys game, um, it's very evident that the Buccaneers, you know, they brought their whole team back from the Super Bowl, from the Super our Super Bowl winning team. They brought everybody back, and they're for real. And Tom Brady looks just as good as ever. So that's sweet.
2: Yeah, he even threw in a little heroics right at the end just to remind you that he's still the
0: champ. <laughs> he did throw two picks in that game, but one. Bounced off Leonard Fournette's hands, and the other one was a hail mary at the end of the half. So they almost don't even count.
2: Yeah, if anything, the hail mary was just to show off that he can still rip at sixty five yards, which is unreal. Oh, he's forty four, right? Yeah, just absurd. Now,
0: and their defense, by the way, I mean we could sit here and talk about Tom Brady all day long, but their defense is still looking phenomenal. They're their their pass rush their interior D line their linebackers everybody looks just phenomenal against a good against a good Dallas O line
2: yeah there there was one thing that happened though was they did have uh, what was it Sean Murphy Bunting broke his forearm mm. and that is a position they're not as deep at is the cornerback position so yeah that may be a little weakness.
0: It's almost like it doesn't matter. Like if your D line and your linebacker, your front seven is that good, and you know if we're talking about an offensive line, like I don't know if you had a guard that was a 1.4 PFF grade on pass blocking, it almost doesn't matter what your cornerbacks do, as shown by the Eagles last week.
2: Yeah, it, it may not matter, but it, at least maybe there is a small, small weakness. <laughs> you got to you got to look for something, right? You got to look for something to take advantage of, and. That right now, I think, is the biggest window. Their weak corners. All right. So let's take a look at this just kind of like
0: top to bottom. Let's look at the Tampa Bay team, the Atlanta team, and just kind of how how things kind of match up. So obviously the Tampa Bay offensive line is good. I don't think they're nearly as good as the Eagles line that we just faced. Like people forget that the Eagles brought back three of their starters from last year um, all of which we were pro bowl players. So that's kind of important to remember. That might be one of the better lines we go up against throughout the year.
2: Yeah. But this Tampa Bay line is, is pretty good. I mean, it, it's fine. <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> they're, they're, they're better than our D line outside of Grady Jarrett. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I'll, I will agree with to that.
0: So we'll give Tampa Bay like the W there, right? Their offensive line probably beats our defensive line. Um, I happen to like our linebackers better than the running backs. I would agree
2: with you. I don't think – I think there's a reason they have a committee. And I think without Tampa Bay, Fournette may not have a job, right? Like, he was really struggling to figure out what he was going to do, I think, at one point. Hmm. And it's
0: too bad because he was really – like, he tore it up for a little bit in Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: He did. He started off strong. Uh, you know what I think got him? It was that turf toe, and then they made him play on it. Classic, mm. classic, old school NFL coaches being like, "You play on it." And it's like, guys, this isn't the 1950s <laughs> and 60s where you just smash mouth football. Like, you actually have to be able to cut and run. You know, you can't just like, like, sure, if you go back to the 50s and 60s when everyone was running like six flat 40s and just <laughs> slamming their heads into each other. Like, yeah, it's a totally different game. Yeah, it's the game's definitely evolved. You could play injured. You can't You can't play with those kind of injuries anymore, and you kill careers.
0: And at least you hurt your team by being out there because you're not as effective as you need to be.
1: Right, exactly, um, exactly.
0: Or, like you said, if you do some sort of permanent damage, um, that's also
1: Well, look at game. Robert Griffin III. That's Robert Griffin III. That is the story of his career. He was ruined by poor coaching and poor management, not because he wasn't talented enough. It was poor coaching and poor upper management. The, the inability to keep
0: him safe,
1: a hundred and ten percent.
0: And you can see that in, th- in a lot. Or, of,
1: or to a, take a him of off the field or out of the game when he was injured. Mm. I just I can't tell you how frustrating that is for me to see because it, it's anyone that watches the game now. All you have to do. I mean, you, don't, you didn't have to be alive back in the '60s and the '70s, and but you look at the game now and you look at the game back then, you can see that it's vastly different, vastly, vastly different. Anyway, and I understand that that's not really what we're talking about here, but yeah, it, it's just a little sidebar that I think is relevant. Yeah,
0: and something that you feel like you need to get off your get off your chest.
1: But and 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 just
0: kind of to bring us back, like with the with our linebackers, like I I don't think. That there's going to be many teams where we say, okay, the running backs are better than our linebackers. No, pretty we have fantastic linebackers. Pretty much throughout the year, yeah. Our, our linebackers are, are the core of this team. And honestly, too, like throw, I know Gronkowski's a beast, but would you rather have Deion Jones, Foyer, Luikon, and Michael Walker? Or would you rather
1: have Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Gronkowski? It's not as easy as you think it is. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't disagree. It's it's definitely not as easy because Gronkowski is a beast, and he showed that last week. But I I I agree at th- at this stage right now. Yeah, I probably take the linebackers. Yeah, uh,
2: I I think it. Like last year, I would have said the linebackers, but Gronkowski looks like he wants to play this regular season for the first time in three four years. Which I mean, what he had three touchdowns last week or something. Two 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 touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns.
1: <laughs> Have we ever seen Gronk without Brady?
2: And we're, but we're not going to this weekend. It doesn't. Yeah,
1: but the, yeah, but that's my point. So it's a hypothetical. You can't, you know, you you can't include Brady in that. You can't include, mm. you know, what what Thon is saying is that would you rather have the linebackers or would you rather have the you know the Falcons' linebacking core, which is solid, or would you rather have, uh, excuse me, would you rather have uh, Buccaneers backfield, running backs and uh, Gronk?
2: If it's a healthy Gronk who wants to play in the regular season, I'm taking Gronk, just because he's Oof. transcendent. When he wants to be, Oof. he is.
1: Yeah, but I, so- I, I, Gronk is great, no question, but Gronk without Brady, I don't know if he's also great. I think he's good. I don't know if he's great. And I guess that's something that we may never know. Brady's made every single tight end who's played with him look like just an absolute stud. And that's not to say he hasn't had tight ends who have played with him who were studs. Gronk is a stud, no doubt. I would say not even just because
0: you said any tight end. I would say almost any players, like
1: almost any. He, that's a great point. That's elevates, a great point. He elevates. He made. Everyone. I remember what he made Deion Branch look like. You know, towards the end of Deion Branch's career, I remember Deion Branch. I was like, who the didn't hell he is even, this guy? Didn't he win Super Bowl MVP? Who's that?
0: Deion Branch didn't he win?
1: I that's what I'm saying. I I'm not sure. I I I I thought about bringing that up, but I'm not. I can't I can't say for certainty. But that's my point, guys. Dion Branch towards the end of his career, like Dion Branch did better towards the end of his career than he did at the beginning of his career. Like way better because of Tom Brady. And yep, Dion
0: Branch was named Super Bowl MVP in 2005. Hence my point. Yeah. Mike drop. so you know i like i like going back to just kind of what we were talking about i do like our linebackers i think they're set up well i worry about what's going to happen with our corners and um safeties against the
2: receivers of of the buccaneers i think every team worries about it and i think we just have to worry a little bit more
1: (laughs) i agree with that yeah like Worry more, but not necessarily worry more. But and I, I know what you're saying, Joe. We we just need to. We we need to start. I I think scheming a little bit more. We need to start figuring out. Okay. If this isn't going to work, what are we going to do? You know what? What are our all? What are our alternatives? Right? Because we got to have some. I think defensively, we have to live and die
0: by getting to getting to Brady. Like. He, if we can get if we don't get any pressure he's gonna sit there all day and eventually pick us apart
1: so you know what it's it, gonna look like it's gonna look like the uh you know the the bingo balls they roll they they roll that ball machine and one pops out and gets brady that's yeah. it's going it's just gonna be a total mosh pit of of, mm. of falcons players and we're praying that one pops out and gets brady he's a lot less
0: athletic than Hertz is. So, so hopefully this week we see some of those blitzes kind of really get home.
1: I, I agree, but he's Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. He, he, Tom Brady is when you're talking about quarterbacks, it's like, there's Tom Brady. And then now we can talk about everyone else. Mm -hmm. It just is like, it's, it, you know, he's the best of all time. It's not even a question. Yeah. It's not even a question at this point. It's just, and so my point is, Saying it's not a ridiculous statement to say, and it's overused and it's kind of become uh cliche, but it's the truth saying he's Tom Brady, you know. Like, yeah. didn't Muhammad Sanu? I'm, I'm positive he said it. Yeah, in fact, Muhammad Sanu, when the Falcons were playing uh New England in the Super Bowl, I know Thon does not like talking about this Super Bowl, it hurts, <laughs> he's still hurting, it
0: hurts,
1: <laughs> but he said at halftime. Someone said, "Like we got this, it's over." And he said, "They still have." He said, "They they have Tom Brady." It was something like that. They still mm. have Tom Brady, and I, I don't I don't like that energy necessarily, but at the same time, I I get it, and he's absolutely right. Like what he, what he was saying is stay focused. That's what he yeah. was, no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. He was saying stay focused. They have Tom Brady, and it ain't over. He's he's, no matter how much, <laughs> right? I, unfortunately, Tom
0: Brady's shown us the hard way. No matter how. No matter how far ahead you
1: are, it's not over till the clock hits zero. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so, again, just to my point, they have Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> but that, so that's the only way, in my opinion, that's the only way we like it works defensively. We have to get Tom Brady. We have to throw him off his game. We got to move him around. Grady Jarrett's going to have to have a big day. Dean Pease is going to have to have a big day. Our linebackers are going to have to make, have a big day, and we're going to have to make it easier on our defensive backs because they're going to have a heck of a time guarding these wide receivers and Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin
2: and Mike Evans. And if they're sending blitzes, they're not going to have much help, right? So yeah. they're really going to have their work cut out for them if we're blitzing hard, which we assume we will be.
1: And I think you have like so we have to, right? Yeah, you you can't sit back and expect that you're just going to you're going to react all game because that you'll get you'll just get pieced up. If if we try to react and just mm-hmm. play Tom all game, he' just piece us up all day.
0: We have to throw him off his game. we have to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. We have to you know be smacking him around all game and as soon as that lets up, that's when he's gonna get us and if it di- and if it never happens, he's gonna be getting us all game long,
1: yeah, yeah, yep, yep,
0: so let's switch over to the other side of the ball um defensively, we're looking at. You know, their front seven is phenomenal. I mean, Devin White, Levante David, they are one of the other. You know, maybe the best linebacker core in the game right now. We like to talk about how good our linebackers are. These two cats might be even better. And in fact, right now, you would have to say they are. They are better. They're the best linebacker. Yeah, they're they're absolute the monsters.
1: Just monsters.
2: And, and to make it even worse, they know it. They know that they're monsters. They do.
1: They do. They have Mm -hmm. the demeanor. You're so right. That's such a good point. They have have that swag, the swagger, the they're nasty. They are mm -hmm. nasty, nasty. Yeah.
0: Now I'm going to say this. And I, I've been saying this about last game. We did not use Kyle Pitts to his full potential. It doesn't matter if you're Levante David, if you're Devin White, if you're pretty much any defender in the league. There's a couple of guys that m- might be able to slow Pitts down. If we use Pitts correctly, it doesn't matter how good these guys are. He Pitts is too big and too fast and too long for these guys to be able to stop him. Devin White's six foot. Kyle Pitts is six six with the longest reach in NFL history. Sure, Devin White is great at not NFL history, but since like whenever since they started recording the reach. For a wide receiver tight end, so Devin White. Don't get me wrong; he's a stud. He's he might be faster than Pitts, but like I said, he's six foot. If we can throw it up, we can throw it high, and give Pitts a chance to make the play on plays on the ball. Like I like that matchup there.
1: I I agree. I agree. When when you buy, you know what? Too, when you go buy a Porsche or a Ferrari, you don't park it in the garage all summer. You know what I mean? You take that mm-hmm. thing out, you 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 risk it. You risk breaking it. Right? And that's don't, what you have to do. Please, I'm serious. Please don't put it that way. <laughs> well, I I I'm starting to feel that that's, you know, there's some hesitation to really feed pits and utilize pits because it's like, "Hey, we just got this uh, you know, we just got this we just got this, you know, new sports car. We don't want to scratch it." And it's like, "Guys, <laughs> don't we're not going to be able to put gas in it if we don't, you know what I mean? If we don't start yeah. risking. Yeah. Uh, we, we do, and that's, I mean, that was a bad analogy, but my point is, it's like, we, we got to take, we got to use him, man. Like we got to like really use him, use him. Going back to the Eagles game. Like one thing
0: I think we could have done. And Jeff, last podcast, you pointed out like quick passes. We should be throwing it to pits before we even know what's happening. Throw it up, let him go down and come down and get it.
1: Like, well that's what I'm saying too man. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. d- don't try to, you know, we don't need to everything doesn't need to be so finely tuned that it's like like let the guys play. Let them play. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of NBA teams don't even run plays. You've heard them talk about it. They're like, and I understand football is different. You have to run a play, but it's like let the guys play. That's my point. Mm. You know, yeah. like just let let them play. Sometimes I feel like there's just so much You know, there's just like, like so many restraints on these guys. You know, like and and uh, the 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 bureaucracy of the organizations just it just they they become way too like bureaucratic and. Well, when you look at your like what
0: you're saying, like look at Aaron Rodgers, he just does his own thing. He does hundred percent, man, and that's sometimes beneficial. Like if
1: and sometimes it's not. They just got
0: blown out. But I would like to see Matt Ryan do that a little bit I've been saying this for a long time and he never will because that's not the kind of person he is but I think it'd be beneficial for him and for the Falcons if sometimes he just kind of took over and said all right like this is we're doing what we're doing things my way go no huddle down the field throw it give it to Pitts. you know what before throw it before you know you know you're gonna hit Calvin Ridley on a deep bomb throw it before Calvin Ridley's ready he'll adjust to it he'll come down
1: absolutely these are world-class athletes I I totally agree they're world-class athletes right you know it's yeah I just I just think things get way too like, well, stiff, we've run the ball stiff. three times, so now we have to pass it, and it's like, no, you don't, like you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just
0: thinking like i I feel like Arthur last game, Arthur Smith, was the opposite, like he was too like so conservative, all right, it's third and thirteen, but we don't want them to get the. We don't want them to be able to really come off the ball, so let's run the ball, so they don't know what's happening. And then it's like, okay, well, that worked one time, and now we got to punt the ball.
1: But that's my point. And that's my point. Like, like overthinking. It's the same kind of thing. Just like overthinking it, and like, you know, it's like you know they're they're thinking themselves into a hole. You know, there's there's strategy, and then there's and then there's kind of just like like uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I can't think of the word, but it's just ineffective, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At what point? At what point do you just go with what's getting it done, right? And you just kind of let you, – you let the – you know what I mean? Again, you let the guys like – you almost let the guys guide the game. Like, huh, so-and-so is looking really good today. Let's work them in. Let's get them the ball, right? Give them the opportunity to look good. I mean, that's the beginning. The beginning of the game is is all just development, right? It's development, development. Second, third, fourth quarter, that's where you make your bones.
0: So off of that point, like, do you think because Cordell Patterson looked good, do you think he should have
1: gotten more touches than Mike Davis last week? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think Cordell Patterson. I think, uh, I think you just. I think again, I think you keep you dance with the girl that brought you, and we didn't exactly get a ticket to the ball, but mm. you know we.
0: we it's you just, know it's a shame because Mike Davis did look good early on and then kind of sputtered out.
2: Yeah, but yeah, if
1: that if that happens, like, make, but that's make... my point. You don't you don't keep going back to the guy. Like that's, and and you can. Here's the thing. You can and not you can just not in the same. You don't go back to the guy, in the same you know with the same intensity, the same capacity, right? You can, you start we, weighing off him a little bit and, and go right. to somebody else. Quarterelle Patterson. He said, "Look, I'll pick up the torch. You know, I'll carry it for a little bit," and he looked good. He looked fresh. Start working him in at the pass as well. That, and that's my point. That, that's my opinion. It's like, we don't need to, like, guys, this isn't third grade gym class. You know, everyone doesn't need to participate. We're trying to win.
2: <laughs>
1: and I don't think it's that, like, getting everyone to participate. I think it's, you know,
0: kind of trying to have this game plan and stick to it and having a hard time going off script. I
1: understand. It's just frustrating. That's That was really more frustration than anything. That wasn't, like, a real analysis. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it more or less just, like, I think we just need to loosen up. We need to loosen up a little bit. We looked really tight. Yeah. So, Jeff, what do you see kind of when we're looking
2: our offense, their defense, what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking I hope to God we get a better rushing attack going than Dallas did because mm-hmm. if you look at how Dallas ran, they didn't run that great. I mean, they have Zeke averaged three yards a carry, and they have a good offensive line, so we have to okay. hope – schematically we do a little bit better. Cause if we have to throw the ball sixty times in this game, Matt Ryan's gonna be on his butt a lot. I think that's really wishful thinking. Like it almost feels like the Cowboys who have this elite
0: offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott who, you know, a lot of people like to give him you know, give him a lot of crap. He is one of the better running backs in the game. Top ten, top you know, maybe we didn't rank him in the top ten. Top fifteen, I I actually prefer Mike Davis, but whatever.
2: <laughs> But my, my point being, like, I think that's really wishful thinking. I, I think it is wishful thinking. But what do you you want to sit back and have Matt Ryan throw the ball sixty times with JPP running down and like? I I would like I would
0: like for us to, and this is something we talked about over the summer and we didn't see it last game. I would like us to use the pass to set up the run, and I know I know it's going to be very difficult if we can't block with the left guard spot. You know, maybe we have to keep Lee Smith in the block. Maybe it's getting quick passes off from the shotgun, like let's go no huddle down the field. But we got we have to do something because using the run to set up the pass—that's what we tried last week against a very good defensive line, but not nearly as good as not nearly as good as the Buccaneers. We we need to we need to do something different because I don't think that'll work this week.
2: I think the only place where we had success is running the ball. Like I, I think, just saying, don't even try. Like, I.
0: That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think we need to figure out. We have to figure out the pass game. Certainly. Because, like I said, their D, their D line, right? Their D line demolishes our offense line. Yes. Their linebackers are the best in the NFL. Yes. They are going to destroy our running backs. Hopefully not.
1: how much time we had after snap. Shave off another half second, maybe even a full yeah. second.
0: Jake Matthews and is he did well last week, but he, you know, Barnett, Graham, Sweat. Well, that's it. Five guys make up the offensive line. Yeah, those guys are nothing, and and I think he's. Com- well, I shouldn't say those guys are nothing, but those guys are nothing compared to the, uh, the you know, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul. Like Jake Matthews is going to have a time on his hands this week, so. I don't know. It's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard to say because, Jeff, I do understand 100% where you're coming from. I just don't see how that can happen.
2: Yeah. I, you just have to just say that schematically <laughs> you get it done like you did last week. I mean, I don't I don't have much yeah. else to say there. It's not like – because the scary thing is we're going to be relying on most likely short passes because we're not going to have time. So the Tampa Bay defense is going to be playing tighter to the line. It's definitely going to be harder to run it. I mean, the the other – thing is you want to keep tom brady off the field you got to waste time too you got to use clock that's a great point that's a great point the more time he has the more time he will score the more time you give him so if we do make some good defensive stops that's great but if he gets the ball way more often because we're not taking time off the clock he will score eventually right yeah
0: yeah everything has to go perfectly for us to win this game we can't make any mistakes offensively we can't make any mistakes defensively because even if we play a perfect game just due to the overall talent and the Tom Brady effect in Tampa Bay we could still lose this game even if we play it perfectly
1: absolutely yeah this is not your underdog story okay (laughs) this is that's We, we that's not this
0: we need to play perfectly and capitalize because you know teams make mistakes We need to capitalize when the Buccaneers make mistakes. It won't be from. It probably won't be from Tom Brady. It'll probably be, you know, we saw it last week. We saw Leonard Fournette tip the ball up. We saw Ronald Jones fumble the ball. We saw Chris Godwin fumble the ball. We have to capitalize. And and you know, we were talking about Gronkowski. Like both times he scored, actually, there was a defensive lineman covering him. We can't do that. Like that's just not. You can't do that and expect to win. So we have to play schematically. And personnel-wise, we have to play a perfect game and
2: capitalize and and control uh, time of possession. Yeah, because I would agree. The less chance that Tom Brady has, the better. And and unless
0: somehow, unless somehow we figure out what's happening in the interior offensive line, which I don't expect to happen between now and Sunday, we can't win if this turns into a, a shootout. No, or if we get behind big because. Unfortunately, last week showed that our offensive line can't handle if we know if they know we're going to pass the ball. Our offensive line can't handle it. So,
1: Jeff, how do we win this football game?
2: It's ball control and and managing the clock. And by that, he means it's a hope and a prayer.
1: Jeff says we win this game if we run the football
2: successfully. Do you agree or disagree? It. that's I, that's the start of winning this game
0: <laughs> yeah we have to we have to run this run it successfully, of course, and you yeah, know we can't make any mistakes, so any predictions that you guys got for anything you know any predictions you got for this game
1: yeah sure i'd uh I'd say they they take us by three or four scores, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you're saying we lose by 21, 21 to 28 points. Yep. Oh, my God. Jeez. I mean, I, I get being down after last week, but my heart can't handle something like that.
1: Maybe you shouldn't watch the game this week. Dang it. I just, I care about you. <laughs> I'm going to say
0: we looked awful last week. The Buccaneers looked great this upcoming this past week. I think it's closer than what people expect due to it being a division game and us kind of making some corrections. I'm not saying that we're going to come out the winners, but I think we give them more of a run than people expect because everyone's doubting us. And typically Atlanta tends to do best when
1: everyone's not believing in them. Well, that's a light. That's a light.
2: (laughs) It is. (laughs) That's a nice little sparkle. I think there's going to be some improvement I think barring some major mistakes from the Buccaneers, though, it'll be tough. And so I'm, I'm looking at like a 20 to 35 Buccaneers win.
0: And you guys know I, I can't help myself. I'm always an optimist when it comes to my Falcons. So, guys, today we went over just what to kind of look for and expect in the Buccaneers game, just kind of talking about the Buccaneers team as, as a as a whole and kind of what we need to do in order to pull out the W. Again, this is Thon Ray. You guys can follow us at Falcons underscore Drip on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to get the alert for our next episode. If you guys enjoyed today, please leave us a review. It always helps us grow. Until then, see you next time. Rise up.